I want to get personal here with you for a second. If okay. you don't want to talk about it, you you don't have to. But I do know that you lost a stepson, right? Um, right. Clay Cross, right? Right. Um, uh, several years ago, he was just the an innocent victim, right? Of, exactly. Of gang violence, he I was a young kid. He was going to college at Morehouse. Wanted, Morehouse. He, was, he was at Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to do some DJ work. Right. Wrong right. place, wrong time. Right. He, he lost his life. Right. Um, how has that affected you? Success. Failure. Triumph. Everyone has a story. This is In My Shoes. All right, welcome to this episode of In My Shoes. I'm Cade Fowler, and I have a very special guest here with me today. He is a former UGA football player. He made one of the most famous catches in the history of UGA football, and he's also a former first-round NFL draft pick. Please welcome to the show, Lindsey Scott. Lindsey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kay, for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to talk to you, and I know you're, you're very famous for that catch, but there's more to you than just this catch, and we want to find right. out about you and your career and what brought you to UGA and, okay. and your life in the NFL and then your life afterwards. So okay. thanks so much for being here. Okay, okay. Glad to be here. I know, be you're, here. I know you're a uh, Georgia fan through and through. You bleed the red and black. And uh, I know you're, we were talking on uh, Friday, you were on your way up to Athens, and unfortunately didn't go so well for the dogs. No, it didn't. They, 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 it was rough Saturday, and I think they – I don't know if it was the 12 o'clock start, you know, which I, I laugh because, you know, back when I was there, we all our home games were at 12, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, that's just the way it was done then. And uh, I don't know, I heard, you know, some of the guys, especially Swift and a lot of those guys, you know, allude to the fact that they, you know, seems like they were sluggish at the 12 o'clock start. But, I mean, I don't know for any reason, whatever the reason was, they just didn't play well Saturday. and uh, But they'll bounce back. Yeah. So, you're still hoping for a national championship? Yeah, 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 and 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 that's going to be a tall order, mm-hmm. and and I think they know that going in. But that that was, you know, I, I think all their goals are in front of them, and I think that's important. And and uh, when you look at their schedule, they've got some, they've got some big games still. They've got some real big games still. So we're going to find out what they're made of. But mm-hmm. but I think that that this can be. A wake-up call. Yeah. If it's taken the right way, it could, it could this could be a wake-up call. But to South Carolina's credit, they they came to play. You know, they they caught Georgia sleeping a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're still chasing that national championship, uh, trying to bring one back to Athens. And you can say that uh, right now, you've got that national championship ring. Right, right. 1980. Right, so right, it's been a long right, time. You know, right. Overdue. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it all started for you before UGA. You were born in Jessup, Wayne born County. Wayne County. Mm-hmm. Take me back to your childhood. What was what was life like for Lindsey Sky back in Wayne County? I had a great childhood, man. Yeah. I had a great childhood. I got great parents. I had great mm-hmm. grandparents, for one thing, and I had great parents. And and for me, it was about family. It was about family. It was about community. It was about church. It was about, you're going to laugh, it was about Boy Scouts. It was about Little league baseball, I mean little league football. It sure. was just, just you know the whole gamut, and and uh, you know South Georgia, Jessup is South Georgia, and and football is king in South mm-hmm. Georgia. Still is, still is. So you know I grew up around that kind of atmosphere. But the things I remember most about Jessup is being you know uh, a tight knit community, uh, uh, family, church, uh, 
and in sports, you know, we had a good time. Of course, you know, uh, you got the Ottawa down there, and I di- I didn't do much of it, but everybody around me did all the hunting and fishing that they wanted. It's just it's just rabbit down that way, yeah. you know. Yeah, some big bucks out exactly, there, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. But but you must have been appealed to the uh, the Friday night lights. You go to the football games, I guess, when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah that inspired yeah. you. That inspired me. That inspired me. And and I've been around it all my life. I've been yeah. around it all my life. I think my pr- grandparents live. And and and, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself a little bit here now. I remember even pre-integration. Mm-hmm. I remember when they had. Uh, when they had uh, two separate high schools, mm-hmm. and Wayne County, uh, Wayne County High School, Jessup High School, and and Northside High School, right. and that was that was pre-integration, and and I did that, I did that, me personally, in the first grade, and then from the second grade on, I was integrated. I was integrated from the second grade on, but I remember going out, and it's you know Jessup High would play on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And Northside High would play on, which was the African American school. They played on Saturday nights, mm-hmm. so we would catch it both nights. We were able to go. We were able to go uh, on on Friday nights to watch the Jackets, and then go on Saturday night to watch the Tigers. So it's just sort of a. It was a unique situation there, and you know I grew up around it. So, uh, uh, but it was a tight tight-knit community uh that's really where i got a lot of my inspiration from as far as sports and football is concerned right right. so you go to wayne county high school correct i went to wayne county high school now wayne county high school was when they bought them all together right you know you had jessup high and you had Northside high but once they integrated it became the county wayne county high Mm -hmm. so i went to wayne county high yeah, and there's been some movies that have been made about that. What's that movie with uh, with Denzel where they, you know, the the, the teams kind of get exactly, integrated? Exactly, exactly. Was it a lot exactly, like that? Exactly. Um, yeah, I I think that 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 you know, and 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 maybe not to that degree, but there was you know there was some, uh, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, there was some tension, you mm-hmm. know, you know, because you got one form here, you got one form there, and you got you're trying to integrate these players together, and there was a little tension there, but eventually, I think. I think, you know, sports, especially in my mind, have been, you know, uh, one of the things that's helped bring people together, regardless of their differences. It's one thing that's helped bring 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 people together. And, I, you know, that's what I like about sports. Yeah, I would agree. It's instrumental. Yeah, you look exactly. at a lot of the schools in the SEC, you know, exactly. going back to the 1960s and then during exactly. the integration process and exactly. stuff, what would their football teams be like exactly. today, you exactly. know? And exactly. so it's uh, – you know the times they have changed. Right, that's for right, certain. Right, but you go back to Wayne County. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your high school career. Mm-hmm. It must have been pretty good because you made it to UGA. Yeah, back in those days, you know, uh, you had to make a decision. See, I, 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 I got in the band when I was in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I actually played the trumpet from the fifth grade to the ninth grade. Yeah, you know. So, but, but back in those days, you could do both because band was just during school time. Uh-huh. Now, every year when I got in the seventh and eighth grade, we would march every year in the St. Patrick's Day parade over in Savannah. Mm-hmm. The junior high band would. When I was in the junior high band, we would march every day. But other than that, band was basically in school. There was no, and then, and then, and then you could play. You could play football after school. You know, band was really confined to the school hours so you could do both is what i'm saying you could you could pay in the band and plus you can play football and i grew up i grew up 
playing football. But then again, when I got into fifth grade, I was in the band. But then when you get to the ninth grade, when you go in high school, you have to make a decision. Either I'm going to play football or I'm going to be in the band because you can't do both. Mm -hmm. And actually, my freshman year, I played in the high school marching band my freshman year in Jessup. Played the trumpet. You played the trumpet. Played the trumpet. And I marched at halftime at football games my freshman year in high school. So you were you were a band kid. I were a band fresh, kid. Freshman year. Freshman year. So the only time you were touching the field as a ninth grader was when the band came out exactly, at halftime. Exactly, exactly. So let me ask you this question. So you're sitting in the stands uh-huh. playing the trumpet, right? Right, the trumpet, the trumpet. You're watching these you're watching this football game right. going on in front of you. Right. What right. are you thinking? I'm thinking, uh, you know, uh, I'm a part of this, but am I, am I, am I doing the right, am I, am I in the right place? Am I mm-hmm. in the right place? And there was nothing wrong with it because I enjoyed it. My friends, a lot of my friends were there and I enjoyed it. But, but, but see, my brother, I had an older brother that played. Mm-hmm. And see, I watched him play, but then he did the same thing. He played the trombone. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried to get a little culture. We he played the trombone in junior high, but once he got to his sophomore year in high school, he put the trombone down and he went out for football. You know, so he was actually a senior when I was a freshman. So I, I actually I watched him play. For two years, my dad was an athlete. My dad played football back in back in the day, so it was in us. It's just you know, like I say, you you get to the point in your life where you know you got to make a decision: Am I going to be in the band or am I going to play football? And the pull for football in, in Jessup is 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 major, just like in all these South Georgia towns. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. I wanted to be a part of that, so my brother did it. I did the same thing he did. He put the horn down and went to the football field, and I put the horn down, and I went to the football field my sophomore year, which mm-hmm. was my tenth grade year, same as he did. And and the rest is history, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, you know, I, I I think this is something that that benefited me greatly. Was uh, my high school coach was was fantastic, John Donaldson. J.D. John Donaldson. John Donaldson was a was a not only was he a Yellow Jacket, and he was a Jessup man. He was a Georgia Bulldog man. Mm-hmm. He was a Georgia coached and played at Georgia, and uh, class class, uh, and even with my brother, I, my brother developed the relationship with Coach. You know, uh, before I did, obviously, mm-hmm. it was just amazing. I'm sure that he was instrumental in probably the recruiting process which you know it's a lot different nowadays than it was back then so I gotta imagine and I wanted to ask you this question was Vince Dooley that came down there to to recruit you so he was on the sidelines basically at the the Wayne County High School games yeah and 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 this is a this is a story that I gotta put in here uh my sophomore year Coach Dooley was a big hunter and fisherman Mm -hmm. Coach Donaldson is, is the biggest hunter and fisherman that I've ever known and so, you know, Coach Donaldson coached for Coach Dooley at, at Georgia from, I think Coach was there from like, if I, from like 68 to 72 when he came back to Jessup. Right. But then Coach was on the Florida coaching staff with Graves down in Florida too, I think before he came to Athens. But but him and Coach Dooley, he coached for, he worked for Coach Dooley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from, I think it was from, uh, and I, I, these numbers are wrong, but I know it was the late 60s into the early 70s. I mean, but but he's a Georgia grad. His wife was a Georgia grad, and he's Georgia through and through. And Jessup is a Georgia town. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys that preceded me, Barry Collier, the McPipkin twins, Lynn Hoss, uh, Clint Madry, uh, Ashley Madry, 
uh, Daryl Wasden, uh, all those guys are from Jessup that that played played football in mm-hmm. Georgia. So you know there was a there was a road map there, and and he was he was he was. He was instrumental in getting all those guys up in up in Athens. He was instrumental in all of that because he coached. He actually coached in Jessup in '59. I think '59 was 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 the year that Jessup won it, the state Who, championship. This is Vince Dooley. No, this is oh. this is John Donaldson. Okay, but I'm getting I'm getting yeah. to that. But anyway, how I first met Coach Donaldson was he came down to see. Coach Donaldson and Jessup and Coach invited me over. When was the first time you met Coach uh, Coach Vince Dooley? Uh, in Jessup when I was in when I was a sophomore in high school in Jessup, Georgia, at Coach Donaldson's house. At Coach Donaldson's house, I was invited over, and my brother was already uh, at Virginia Tech. My oldest brother got a football scholarship to, to Virginia Tech. I was being looked at early on, you know, and 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 it was Coach Donaldson's insight to allow me to meet Coach Dooley, and and I met Coach Dooley when I was in the tenth grade, and uh, and he was, it, you know, it was it was unofficial. It wasn't a coaching deal. It wasn't a it wasn't a football deal. It was just, uh, you know, my coach felt like that that this is somebody you need to meet, Lindsey. Right. And 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna follow in the footsteps of your brother, this is somebody that you you need to meet. So, in other words, the groundwork was being set, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously, you know, I had to be offered a scholarship, you know, two years prior to that. I mean, right. bef- after that, and I had to have, you know, basically my my high school career was just starting. But yeah, I, I met him actually before I before right 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 at the beginning of my high school career. It's pretty incredible. You go from playing the trumpet in the marching band to the next year you're sitting in a room with Vince Dooley right, talking right. about you know your future, and then right. you end up at the University of Georgia. What was it? Nineteen probably seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy eight, seventy eight, yeah. seventy eight, seventy eight. You arriving in Athens from from Jessup. Uh, what was that like for you arriving there as I guess an eighteen year old kid? I was actually a seventeen year old kid. Seventeen. Yeah, I was a seventeen year old kid and it was like well, I mean, you know, it's 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 funny because, you know, I I really I was really looking forward to it. My brother was up at Blacksburg, Virginia. He mm-hmm. was up at he was up at uh he was up at Virginia Tech and uh Up there being a hokey. Being a hokey. <laughs> and the only time we really got to see him play was when they used to play Florida State in Tallahassee. Right. We used to go over to Tallahassee and uh so I you know, I, I, I think that that influenced me a little bit. And then of course I was recruited by Virginia Tech and the thing I wanted to do was I I wanted I don't, I wanted to give my parents a chance to see me play. Yeah. You know. And 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 that was that was important to me, and I think it was important to them. And not that my brother didn't want the same thing; we just couldn't afford to do that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Now, when, of course, when he was closer to home, Tallahassee is a lot closer than Blacksburg. Yeah. But, but when he was closer to home, we were able to go see him play. But other than that, we did, we really didn't get a chance to see him play that much. But because I went to Athens, you know, my parents were there every every ball game. Yeah, every single every single home ball game, and of course they were in Jack Hell Jacksonville's hell an hour away from Jessup. They right. were in Jacksonville every year, so that my family got to see me play. TV wasn't what it is today, exactly. you know. Exactly. Back then, exactly. you know, you didn't have you know fifteen different ESPN channels exactly. and sports channels exactly. to broadcast exactly. that stuff. So, exactly. uh, yeah, every, everything's changed. But let, let's go back to your first game mm-hmm. um, in Athens. I, I imagine between the hedges, you've got. Sanford Stadium was a little bit smaller then than it is now. I don't I don't know if it held as as many people then, but I mean that's got to be 
overwhelming going from playing in the high school football stadiums to playing in that college football atmosphere? It was huge to me. I mean, it, 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 it's not, I think it was maybe 60,000, 65,000 then. But, of course, it's huge now. But, I mean, you know, the groundwork was set. But, but coming from Jessup, that was, that, was, that was huge. That was huge. And, and, you know, but the thing I tell people all the time, and, and just coming to Georgia and just, you know, back in the day before they closed in that back end, you know, you used to have the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And if you got off that bus, man, you got off that bus in front of those railroad tracks and those fans are on those tracks. And if you couldn't get fired up for that, man, something was wrong with you. But it was like it was it was it was a it was a great atmosphere. And it sounds weird, even though I came from Jessup, I was I was I was ready for that atmosphere. I was yeah. ready for that atmosphere. You know, I, I think the big thing that was made a big deal of, especially then, you know, 78 was the first year that freshmen could actually play in the SEC. Right. That was the first year freshmen could actually play. You know, you used to have freshman teams, you had to wait till you're a sophomore to play, but they finally came around and 78 was the first year that freshmen could play. <laughs> could you imagine now if, if freshmen couldn't play? Exactly. It's amazing. It's <laughs> that, a, that wouldn't happen. I know. And then even, even Coach Dooley had the, uh, you know, his thinking was, uh, he was going to go with the older players. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't think the idea, you know, and, and I think, of course, we see how the attitudes change now and how far they've come away from that. But it was like, you know, he was a little hesitant about, you know, putting freshmen in there. He was a little hesitant about it. Because I guess because it had been done a certain way for so long, right. you know. But I hit the ground running, man. I hit the ground running. That made a big difference in my attitude because, you know, Cage, you, 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 you get there, you say, you know, you know you can start on the high school level. You know you, you're pretty good on the high school level. But until you get in front of that, that, that bigger crowd and that, and that bigger atmosphere, can I play on this level? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I found out quickly my freshman year that not only did I, did I belong there, I could, right. I could play and compete on that level at a yeah. high level. So it was, it, was, it, was, it was very vital to me because that just gave me the confidence that I needed because you see a lot of guys that come in as freshmen and young people, and, and let's just be frank, everybody just don't play right away. That's right. And it's easy to get to that, but that don't mean you don't practice. Mm-hmm. You know, that don't mean you don't get bumped around, right. but you're going to practice. But a lot of guys, a lot of guys, for whatever reason, and that's not neither here nor there, and especially offensive linemen, maybe you're not big enough. Yeah. You know, that you're going to have to get in that weight gotta, room and all that. get in the weight room. And that training yeah. table for a year, you know. Now, defensive linemen. And I played with all Americans, Jimmy Payne and, and Eddie Weaver, and those guys could play right. They were in my yeah. class. Those guys played right away. Coach Russell played those guys right away, and uh, of course Buck played not right away, but on down when we got to the talking tech about Buck Blue. Buck Blue. I'm talking yeah. about Buck Buck, you know, and he he was behind an older guy. And by the time we got to Georgia Tech that year, you know, Buck, I think Buck actually came in and won that Georgia Tech game mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, bought us back, and, and, and the rest is history. So it's, it was important for me to get there, and it's important for any freshman to get there and some gain, gain some confidence that, that, this is, that I can play at this level. I'm thinking getting over the hump. And just me speaking is is scoring that first touchdown. Right. That's that's right. the impact statement to show to your teammates. Yes, I can do this. Right. Show to your coaches. Yeah, I can. Tell me your first. Do you remember your first collegiate touchdown with uh, Georgia? Yes, I do. I was uh, LSU. Yeah. LSU. My freshman year at night in Baton Rouge Ooh. was my freshman year, and uh, the second half kickoff. We were, I think, we were down. Uh, uh, Maybe seventeen seven at the half, I think, 
and uh, we got the second half kickoff, and 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 uh, I was a freshman, my freshman year in Baton Rouge, and they kicked it to me, and I went I went 99 yards for the score. That was my first collegiate touchdown, 99 yard kickoff returned at LSU. Yeah, special teams was kind of your your specialty in your exactly in your exactly, freshman year. Exactly, exactly. So we move on from your freshman year, your first year in Athens. You're coming back, going on through, you know, the process and everything that you're doing there at Georgia. And then comes your junior year, mm-hmm. 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, new young man's in town uh, named, what's his name, uh, Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker. <laughs> Herschel Walker. Uh, tell me about the first time you saw this guy play. Uh, I got, I'm guessing you probably heard about him or but when you saw him on the practice field for the first time, what was that like? You know, even before his legend got there, before he got there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell this story all the time. You know, I was a part of the, the recruiting process. You right. know, I was part of the recruiting process. And uh, I, I told the story one time down at Florida that uh, me and Baloo were summoned to the athletic department. After, our, after that 79 season, we were summoned to the athletic department and uh, they told us, we went upstairs, and they told us they had this kid down in Johnson County that we needed to go see, mm-hmm. this kid down in Johnson County. And lo and behold, it was Herschel. And we knew who he was. We just, I'd never seen him play, but we knew it was during basketball season, actually, basketball season. Right. So we went down to, in a driving rainstorm. We drove down to Wrightsville, Georgia. You and Buck Ballou. Me and Buck Ballou drove down to Wrightsville, Georgia, to see this kid, to actually yeah. see this kid. And for whatever reason, when we got there, uh, we didn't get a chance to see him. We didn't get a chance to see him. And that's just how how crazy that recruiting process was that he was involved in. We didn't get a chance to see him. And uh, after the ball game, we didn't get a chance to see him. But then again, he came to Athens two weeks later. Mm-hmm. He came to Athens. And, we, and, of course, when you come to Athens as a recruit, you got you got older guys on the team that are assigned to you. Yeah. And me and Blue were, were assigned to, to Herschel. Mm. And uh, – and we kid him all the time because uh, when he got there, you know, of course, you got this big-time recruit. So, man, you you know that's going to be a steak-and-baked potato, man. Right. That's going to be a steak-and-baked potato. That's going to be <laughs> – that's you know, that's – that's you know, we're going mm-hmm. gonna to show this kid a good time. We're going to eat some steak steak yeah. and baked potato. And uh, and Herschel, 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 of course, we said, well, Herschel, where do you want to go eat? And Hirsch, typical Herschel, yeah. you know, you didn't get a typical Herschel. And he said that, you know, see, man, I just, I want to go to the varsity. I want to go to the varsity. So we ended up eating hot dogs and chili dogs. But that was, that was, that was, that was, uh, that was his thing. That mm-hmm. was his thing. But anyway, I tell, I tell that story all the time. <laughs> I tell that story all the time because I was looking forward for that steak and baked potato, man. You had that chance to get that, that <laughs> steak and then you end up getting hot dogs at the varsity. You can't beat that, but you know, I mean, come on, you can't turn down a yeah, good steak either. Yeah, yeah. So in that 1980 season, um, he starts running wild. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did you realize this guy was just going to be a a beast in college football? Probably, probably the South Carolina game. I mm-hmm. think it was a South Carolina game. But you know, before 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 the season started, and Coach Dooley was still Coach Dooley, and that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Meaning that that. Uh, a freshman's got to earn his stripes, man. He's right. got to earn his stripes. And then you've got – and he was big on his older players. You know, we had a senior in Donnie McMickens, and we had a sophomore, which was my roommate, Matt Simon. And uh, uh, 
we had Carney Norris from uh, from from I think Carney was from South Carolina. Right. So we had some pretty good running backs there. Ed Guthrie was there. Ed Guthrie had. He was from uh, Cobb County, from Marietta, but event- he, he initially signed with Penn State, but then he came back home to Georgia. So we had some good running backs. We had some good quality running backs, good quality college running backs. And so, you know, any time a freshman came in, and even though, you know, Herschel was so highly recruited, so everybody – but, you know, he never really – he never really sh- – on the practice field – up until the Tennessee game, when they put him in there, he had never really showed anything that a lot of us hadn't hadn't already seen. I mean, we weren't really impressed with with what he what he had done. Yeah, and uh, but but I laugh because you know, and he's just type kid, you know. Too when the light comes on, he's a, when the lights come on, he's a different cat, man. When the lights come on, he's a different cat. And once he was put on that stage in Tennessee, I said I said South Carolina, but it was a Tennessee game. It was right. the first game of the year. And we were I think we were down at halftime and uh some of the coaches, you know, they, they convinced coach to, to put Herschel in there. Coach, we need to put him in there. And I think, you know, and he might not ever admit this, but I think coach was a little bit hesitant, you know. And then of course coach and, and that, that's going back to the freshman. Right. Yeah. Going back to the freshman and and then and, and then coach just you know, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm I'm sure coach said, Hell, just put him in there. Shit, put him in there. <laughs> yeah. And the rest is history, man. Yeah. This kid this kid, you know, that really didn't show a whole lot in preseason, really didn't show a whole lot. I mean, you could go and he he was probably one of the most highly recruited guys, not only that year, but right. ever. I mean, this guy was this guy had some juice coming out of high school. I want to ask you this question. So this is your junior year that you guys win the national championship. Right, right. Okay. Right. Georgia wins. I look at your numbers that year and I look at Herschel's numbers, mm-hmm. and you can just see that they are feeding the ball to Herschel. Right, you look at the right, yards. Right, I look at right, your receptions. Right. You know that here. Are you anybody saying can we do something? I mean, it, did you ever think that because your receptions in your junior year, you know, they don't even really compare to your freshman year, right? Right. In that national championship, right, right. I mean, was there any animosity on that side about you know can they throw the ball or were you just kind of hey man let him run and let's let's win. No, I, you know, I I think that you know, of course, of course, I was seventeen, eighteen, eighteen years old. So I, my thinking was a lot different in those days. And this is another recruiting story that 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 we laugh at a lot of times. You know, Georgia traditionally, every if you know Coach Dula, Georgia traditionally ran the football. But there were periods of time in his in in his coaching uh, career that they opened it up a little bit. But right. but, but but the times that I that that I was going to Georgia, I went up to Georgia. That, that I've known, you know, they were basically a running football team. Right. I think they were running the Veer. They were running the Veer basically, and he had he had a lot of success with that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, uh, Coach Dooley was going to run the football. He was going to run the football. He was going to play good defense. But when they came re- and recruited me in Jessup. He never said it, but as a sister, Lindsey, we're gonna open this thing up, man. We're gonna we're gonna open this thing up, and we're gonna throw it around a little more. But they, but but I've always been a team player. That 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 part of it was never a problem. I've always been a team player. Yeah. But but I mean, you know, and maybe I thought I was smarter than I was. But then again, and then you learn as you get older that there's always going to have to be adjustments in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's yeah. always going to have to be adjustments. And that's the reason I asked that question is because now. 
so many young college football players, they're worried about getting in the NFL draft. Right, That's right, what they want to right, do. Right. Was that on your mind? I mean, was, that was never on my mind. Yeah. That never crossed my mind. Do you think that that's, that's kind of diluting the product right you now know? in college football? <sighs> There's a lot of money out there, yeah, man. There's there a lot of money. There's a lot of real money out there. And I think, and I understand why kids think that way. But let me, but Cade, this is the truth here. Now, when I, I was, I was a pretty good athlete coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, I could play at the college level. As a matter of fact, I was a first round draft choice. You know, uh, my senior year coming out of Georgia, but these kids now are so much better. Right. And 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 the reason I say that is is because you know they're in the weight room. They're they're they got nutritionists. They 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 they, they the the approach is different. And 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 these kids are physically bigger. You know, and I think as it goes along, I think that's been the case over the years. And you've I played with some great athletes. I played both at the pro level and both at the college level. But these kids coming out now, they are they are they are light years ahead of where we were as a freshman. As I was, and I was able to play as I was able to start as a freshman. But these kids coming in now. Even your quarterbacks. I mean, these kids, they go to quarterback schools. They go to they all this stuff. And, and they're, they're, they're a lot more prepared coming in, you know. And I think an offensive lineman, now you see them now, sometimes they have to put that freshman in mm-hmm. there on that defensive line. Freshmen can play on the defensive line. Yeah, Freshmen can play on the defensive line. But I think these kids now coming out are bigger and stronger. And uh, they're more prepared for the college game, I think, than, than, than the kids were when we came out. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, you're probably like at the peak – of your football career, probably 1981, your right, collegiate right, career. Exactly. You exactly. you think to back to to then and how you know good you were, and then you compare yourself to the average Georgia receiver now. What's it like? Right, right. I was there. I mean, I can hang with him. I think I can hang yeah. with him. You know, and part of playing receiver is is confidence. A lot right. of it is confidence, and I you know I think that playing at Georgia allowed me to become. A more complete football player. Not that I wasn't, because coming out of high school, we, you know, we pretty much back in those days, you pretty much had to play both. Sides. You didn't have to, but we played both sides of the ball. So I played a little defensive back, and I played a little receiver, played a little running back, whatever, whatever I needed to do. So I was able you know, to be that, be that complete football player. But what I, what I mean by that complete football player, if you played receiver at Georgia, you had to block. You had to block, and I think mm-hmm. they even emphasize that now. And you see, even, even at the pro level, you know. When those receivers are connected to those defensive backs, I mean, it just it just just helps your run game, man. Yeah, it just helps your run game. But I think I became a a, a a more complete football player at Georgia. But I mean, you know, right now today, and and, and then my ego's probably kicking in. But I, hell yeah, I could play with those guys. I can, oh, yeah. I could, I could get out there and play with those guys. I I don't think I don't think at that level. I, what, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, I think that you know I could go get it, and I was gonna go get it. These kids see all these coverages; they see everything now. Whereas Whereas back in the day, you were going to see your, your deep three zone. Mm-hmm. You're going to see cover two. Right. You very rarely seen man, you know, but you're going to see zone. Some some people pay man. You're going to be three deep zone, cover two. You didn't see a whole lot. But a lot of this stuff they see. And now these kids are, you know, they know what to do on the blitz. When the guys right. come, they know what to do because they've seen all this stuff. They've seen it in high school. You know, and then when I got, I'm gonna tell you something, K. When I got to the NFL, there was a lot of stuff I had coming out of Georgia. There was a lot of stuff I had never seen. You're like, what is this geometry or something? I mean, this or, is it's crazy. Or can they do this? Yeah. You know, can they actually do this? Yeah. But then you had guys coming off, and I, I, I experienced this. You had guys coming off the West Coast from Cal, from Stanford, mm-hmm. and that experienced that kind of stuff. Right. You know, West Even, Coast. Exactly. Exactly. Experience. And then I get there, and it's like it's it's really foreign. 
foreign to me. In other words, they're showing you one thing, but they're doing something else. At least when I came around, it's like, if they're in cover two, they're in cover two. Yeah. You know, if they're in man, they're in man. If they're in deep, <laughs> they're, you know, they're not trying to, you know, but, but at that level, they, they're showing you one thing. And at the snap of the ball, they're doing something else, right. you know. So you got to, and, and, and I think that's what these kids got now. They've got more savvy about them as far as coverage is all concerned. But they've seen these things early on, and as the game is progressed, I mean, I, I think that's what that a lot of that you got to have. Let's go back to 1980. It's a, it's kind of a must win, and 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 I'm sure people talk to you about this all the time. I don't know if you ever get tired of talking about it mm-hmm. because I'm sure you get asked about it all the time. But we're talking about Baluda Scott. Mm-hmm catch mm-hmm. one of the greatest plays in UGA history mm-hmm. you guys are down against Florida the national championship is is on the line and you had not caught a touchdown pass up to that point right. all season right right right, right. Mm-hmm. so take me back to that game we all know what we're talking about right here you know the national championship I mean if you don't win right you know right, it's home right. from there you guys are the world's largest cocktail party we'll go ahead and call it that right right Right. Take me to the huddle. We were down, and I think that, you know, but but in that ball game, we were up early. We mm-hmm. were up early. We came out like gangbusters. I think Walker broke a 72-yarder in the first quarter. We were up. Uh, Rex had kicked a couple of field goals. And I think Florida adjusted. Our defense played well, but Florida adjusted, and they came back out in the second half. We had a lead, but we, we I, I, think, I think we got a little conservative, but I think Florida adjusted. And they came back and they took the lead, man. Yeah. What? What? It was a, a minute and six seconds left in the ball game. They See, came back. So you're at the eight yard line at this point. Buck Blues at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you're running like a curl route, right? Right, right. And it was a deep curl route. It was a, a crossing route, but really a deep curl route. Mm-hmm. You sit down in the middle of the field. It was. It was. It was a possession throw. But 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 it's like this. And then I, at least you know. If if it's a zone, you sit out. You find the hole and you sit out in the zone. Yeah. But if it's a man, now you can run. You 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 can t- continue on. It's, it's a crossing route. Mm-hmm. You know. If it's see, because you don't want to run through the zone. You don't want to run through a zone. And zone, you're gonna. I'm gonna sit down in a hole in the in the in the in the middle of the zone, and then blue can hit me in that zone. Mm-hmm. But if it's man, I mean, I could I could actually keep running like a crossing route. You know, yeah. You know, because the guy's running with me, so you know. But then again, that's what it was. But it was basically, you know, a first down throw to get to get the first down. You know, I think it was uh, what was it, uh, third and eight, third and eight. It was you know basically to get the first down. Take me back to that. Blue throws the ball, it hits you. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going through your mind when you see that pass? Take me back. I, you know, I wasn't going to drop it for one thing. I can tell you <laughs> yeah, that. I wasn't, wasn't going to drop it for one thing. And, and you know, but I live for those moments. Did I know that I was going to go that distance? No, I didn't. But I live for those moments that we had to have that. Mm. Okay, we had to have that. If I just hadn't gone any further, we had to catch. We had to first down. Right. And other, the drive was going to continue. But and, and we go back to Coach Donaldson and, and Jessup, and, and I've always been coached. Lindsey, catch the ball and get up the field. I could hear that in my head. Catch the ball and get up the field. I know I was in the middle zone, but when I, when I caught the ball and I hit the ground, I was really expecting to get hit right then. Yeah. But once I, I hit the ground, I dropped this hand, and I just got upfield, got upfield as far as I can. But once I got upfield, I got to the outside, 
And 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 there was nobody there, man. There was nobody there. And it was like, you know, I said, well, you know, I got a little speed now. I got a little. So I was going to try to take that thing as far field as I could. I, You know, I, and if I could take it the distance, I'm going to take it the distance. But I'm going to try to take it the distance. But I don't know if, I, I, you know, I don't know where these other guys are. And of course, we did have an all-American kicker in Rex Robinson, so mm. you know we could we could get it in field goal range and still have a shot at winning this thing. But you did it yourself. I mean, then you got you got Coach Dooley that's that's pretty much chasing you down right, there, man. He's right, he's running right, down the sidelines. Right, he's going right. crazy. You know, Hugh Nall, who's here in right, Albany, right, right. He's got right. a cast on, right. He's running down the sidelines too mm-hmm. to celebrate mm-hmm. with. And then you get there, and and everybody just swarms you. Mm-hmm. You're in that end zone, and people. Players, I don't know, probably the mascot. I don't know. Everybody, mm-hmm. but it's on you. Do you, do you remember all that? Is is it just a is it a blur at this it's point? It's a blur. It's a blur. Yeah. And now and now I can watch the tape and see that man. I can say shit. I was just glad we were we were gonna hopefully we had to get those guys. Munson said we got to get these guys the ball back. We got to get these guys that ball back. I don't know what was left, but we had to get these guys that ball again. Give them back the ball even after the touchdown. Right, there was some time left, and we had to give them give them that ball back. One of the most famous calls in college football history was this: the Baluda Scott and um, Larry Munson mm-hmm. made that call. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think when you hear that? That's just typical Munson. He's made a million calls like that, and he's he's been great on all of them. But I think the thing that I love about it was I didn't hear it to afterwards, but it was like he said, you know, do you know what's going to happen down in Jekyll Island and St. <laughs> Simons where all these Georgia people have got these condos rented for four or five days? Oh my he gosh. said, man. Yeah. There's going to be some property destroyed tonight. Property destroyed That's, tonight. That was amazing. Right. That was amazing, you know. He said, uh, you know, we were done. We were out of it. I gave up. You did too. You know, he said, I, we were done. We we're out of it. Miracle. He said it was a miracle. You he, know, He was a hell of a broadcaster. He was amazing. He was amazing. Famous call for him. It's been played on ESPN, CBS Sports. Right. I mean, it's it's such a famous call. So I'm sure you, you met up with, with Munson after the call and stuff. But did you guys ever sit down and kind of talk about it? No, Larry, Larry was a great guy. But again, I, I, I knew Larry, and I got a chance to spend some time with Larry a little bit. He never dwelled on that kind of stuff. He mm-hmm. was just Larry. He was he was bigger than life in my mind. He was just that was just a great call. But he's he's got he's got he's got a lot of great calls. He's he's had a lot of great calls, and he's just got that knack for it. And he can uh can he could paint the picture for you. Mm-hmm. He could paint the picture for you. That's a special was, thing, you know. That's he a talent. Paint, he could be, that's a, that's, a, that's an excellent talent. He could paint the picture for you. But he was a uh, it was tremendous. You and Buck Blue ever get on the phone and just kind of relive it? Not really. I think that, you know, uh, and that's something that's amazing. And it's not a bad thing, but that place lived for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now the dogs need to come on and win another national sure. championship. I you're, mean, you're, you ready, you're ready for a new. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. But but then again, even after that game, we had to, uh, we had to go to Auburn. Yeah. Had to go to Auburn. Georgia Tech had to come to town, and then of course we had to beat Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl. So there were some big ball games that we had to we had to win after the Florida game. But you know, maybe maybe without that Florida play, maybe maybe we don't get there. But but then yeah, there were some big ball games after that. There were some big ball games sure. after that. You win the uh, national championship, of course, in 1980. Then your senior year, you go on to make I think like probably 46 receptions, yeah, six yeah, touchdowns. Yeah. This is a breakout year for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a it big is. year for you. It is. But what I did was, what I did was, uh, I, I moved from uh, 
Of course, I was starting split in for three years, but when AMP graduated, I moved from split in to the flanker position. I had been with Buck for four years. We had yeah. been together for four years. That coaching staff for four years. So you know, they had a, they had some confidence in me. They had some confidence in what we could do. I was the recipient of the recipient of that. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that you know, hell, I'm a senior, and 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 uh, they had confidence in me. So we 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 threw it around a little bit more. Yeah. In in eighty one than we did those other years. And a lot of it was because we had that big thirty four in the backfield. And <laughs> yeah. and and you know, uh uh that just opened things up for everybody else. It it's not rocket science. I, I listen to all this stuff today about you know, everybody mm. tries to stay balanced. They wanna go, you know, we wanna run it thirty times, they wanna throw it twenty five times. You, everybody talks about balance. And balance is good. Balance is good. But if you can run the football, you can throw the football, you know. If you can run that football, you can throw the football. But when you're there in the stands, um, you're watching this, and you were coached by Vince Dooley, and you see Kirby Smart down there. I want to ask you this question first. The best Georgia coach since Vince Dooley, Kirby Smart? Oh, man, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, and based on, you know, he's, what he's done these first three years, I mean, he's, 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 he's up there. But, of course, now uh, – Mark has some great years at Georgia, especially mm-hmm. early on. Mark has some great years at Georgia. Yeah, uh, I don't think Don and I don't had the success that these guys had, or even Ray had the success these guys had. But I think that Rick has some success, especially early on. He has yeah. some success, and he had everybody excited. And I think mm-hmm. Kirby's got everybody excited now. I think the jury's still out on that. Kirby didn't come to Georgia to an empty cupboard. And that's no knock on nobody, no knock on anybody. But what I'm saying is, and and, and nobody's recruited like Kirby has. Nobody has recruited like Kirby has. And he's got the cupboards full. He's got some good young talent up there. In this league, it's going to be tough. It's hard. The SEC is It's going to be tough in this league because, you know, as quiet as it's kept, everybody's got good players. You know, you might have a few more than everybody else, but everybody's got good players. And if you're not ready to play on any given Saturday, you're going to get you're going to get embarrassed. You 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 will get embarrassed. Yeah. I'm excited about you know, the program and, and what direction it's going in. You know, everybody now seems to be hung up on and, and and I guess rightfully so, you know, winning it all, but to win it all, you you got to you got to have some 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 luck. You got to have some good things mm-hmm. happen to you. You got to stay healthy and you just got to get some breaks. Do you like you know? the playoff system? Not really. I, yeah. I, I think that it leaves a lot of people out. I think it leaves a lot of people out. I I, I would rather see eight teams in it than four teams. Mm-hmm. I think that gives everybody a legitimate shot. No, no. Let's just be frank. I mean, it's just it. You know, it's it's a good system. I think it's probably one of the better systems that we that we've had mm-hmm. for some time. But just like the year that we won it, the the year that uh that that we lost it to Alabama. You know, we 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 go. We lose to Auburn. We lose to Auburn. We come back and beat Auburn for the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Alabama loses to Auburn. But yet, late in the season, yet they still make the Final Four. Right. And end up winning it all. Mm-hmm. And, and which, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't knock them. And I guess, you know, because we gave them all they wanted right now to the last second, man. We But they, they were able to win it all. But the big question is, did they even – and then maybe you can say, well, they deserve to be there. But then again, and then everybody's not Alabama, but a lot of one-loss teams are not going to get it, especially that late in the season. And you didn't win your conference championship. Ain't nobody else, nobody but Alabama could get in with that is yeah. one of the point I'm making. Unless, you know, we, and people might not admit that, but, it, you know, anybody else wouldn't have got in. 
I don't. I, I I just don't believe that. I don't think they'll ever be a perfect system. You know, there, there never will. You know, be. You know, I don't think there ever will. Me, be. I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I'm excited about what they're doing. I'm excited about what Kirby's doing, and and you know, I I, I wear it on my sleeve, man. I just you know, I root for them big time. But but uh, they've got some talent up there. They do. They do. Dog fan through and through. But your final game in college football, I want to say bowl game against Pitt, bowl playing in the uh, Louisiana Superdome. Little did you know, even though I think that game ended in a loss. Right, right. You'd be right. back there again next year. Right, right. NFL draft. Um, did you did you know you were going to go in the first round? Yeah, I knew I was going to go in the first round. Let me just stop you right there, real quick. So the NFL draft now, we all know it, man. It's on. You know, it's prime time now. It's on Thursday night. It's it's broadcast live. All the first round picks they arrive in limousines. Exactly. They're dressed to the nines. Where were you on draft night? I was uh, – where was I on draft night? I was at my apartment. I was at my apartment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was at my apartment, and I had an agent that was that was, that was was coming in town the next day. My agent mm-hmm. was coming in town the next day. And I was just with some friends, man. We were, yeah. you know, with some friends just having a good time and not really a big deal. But I was around the phone. I think I got a – and believe it or not, and I'm not calling out names, but I had got a couple calls from people. I think Brian Gumble was still doing sports then. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 if you can if you can believe that right. Brian was still yeah. Brian was Brian was excellent, but I got a call from him and and you're just asking you know what was I thinking, and and then um, I can just hear right now what's going through your mind yeah yeah you know yeah, that's typical exactly, Brian Gumble exactly, yeah exactly exactly because I remember this clearly the four receivers four receivers went in the first round uh-huh. my senior year I think uh, uh, Anthony Hancock from Tennessee went to Kansas City mm. I think he went at eighth or ninth I went to the Saints at thirteen. Mm. Mike Quick went to Philadelphia, maybe 20. And Perry Tuttle from Clemson went to Buffalo at 22. So there were four receivers that went in the first round my senior year. So those guys, you know, uh, uh, Hancock, two from the SEC. Hancock was from Tennessee. I was from Georgia. Quick was from the ACC. Two from the ACC. Tuttle Mm -hmm. and Quick were both from the – Quick was North Carolina State. And Perry was uh, Clemson. So you had two right. ACC, two SEC, four receivers went in the first round my senior year. You remember hearing your name called on TV, or did you get a call from the Saints before? No, I remember, you know, I was, we, me and my agent were sitting there watching it on the yeah. TV. And then, of course, number 13 came up with the Saints. And uh, at 13, the New Orleans Saints will take, take Lindsey Scott. Hell, about five minutes after that, my phone rang. Mm. And 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 this is this is Bum Phillips from from New Orleans Saints. Lizard. we just took you at number thirteen and say I'm I was, you know I'm sure you were watching it on TV, and and you know congratulations and we look forward to you getting it here, getting here and 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 being a part of this organization. <laughs> then they give you, then you got the hole mm-hmm. after they tell you that oh yeah that's good. Then they got to give you your. You know, I had to get on a plane and get to New Orleans. When you see everything that the first rounders go through right now, all the media attention they get, the social media attention that they get, the big signing right, bonuses right, that they right. get, does it ever make you feel like, man, I wish I had that? You know, I wish I got to experience what these young guys get to experience now because back then it wasn't as Hollywood as it right. is now. It's and I think that was a good thing. I think, but it was, that's just the way they did things. Right. The money now in the first round is off the charts, man. Right. It's, it's off the charts, which, you know. What was your a, signing bonus then? It, it, was a, it was, I mean, that was some good money back in yeah. the 1981, you know. Maybe I'm overstating myself, 
But the money is so much bigger now. Right. And that's just the way things are. I mean, just like when the guys that played in the 60s and the 70s didn't make as much money as the guys played in the 80s and the 90s, and now you got the guys making big. The money just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. you know? It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. What was life like for you in the NFL first year? <sighs> Crazy. Yeah, and I and that's not. And a, you're also in New Orleans. Yeah, and that that's that's not a bad thing. That could be a good thing, but it was crazy because see what what we didn't realize was uh, my rookie year, uh, we played for seven ball games and then we went on strike. If you can remember, that's that. right. We went on strike, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It was my first year there. I don't know. I was a, I was a little bit disillusioned. Probably has got more to do with me than it had to do with anybody else. But I was just disillusioned because, you know, I went in. I'm on fire out of the box, man. I'm on fire out of the box. I think my first game I ever played, I think I had six catches for like uh, 136 yards or whatever. I was Mm -hmm. out, you know. And, and the Saints had been in the tank for a long time. I right. think this was the year, the year that you came on. Archie, Archie was no longer there. Archie Manning had left. Correct. He was he was there when yeah. I got there during training camp. Now he he went through training camp with us, but by the time we got to the first ball game, I think uh, Bum traded him to Houston. Archie went to Houston, and Kenny came over from Houston. Ken Stabler. Ken Stabler. Yeah. Came over from Houston, so uh, you know Archie was there during early training camp. My 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 my, my rookie year. But during training camp is when maybe a couple, three weeks into training camp, three weeks into training camp, they traded Archie and and bought in Kenny and bought in Kenny. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably some just some frustrations that were going on well, in your mind. Well, it's just, you know, ultimately it's a business, man. Mm-hmm. Ultimately it's a business, and the only thing you can control is basically uh, – your attitude and, and the way you prepare. But it's it's still basically football. It's football. You caught an NFL touchdown pass against the, uh, was it the L.A. Rams? L.A. Rams. In L.A. In L.A. At Anaheim Stadium. In L.A. And it was on real grass, thank God. Yeah. It was real football. It was on real grass. And you didn't get much of that. You always was on that mm-hmm. rug, man. You yeah. was always on that rug. Don't you thank God that you got that? Exactly. That one? I got that one. I got. And, 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 How much and, does that mean to you? It's something that when I put it down on paper and I look at it and then I look at somebody else, I'm saying, I'm saying wow, wow, you know, and, 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 and it's like, you know, but those opportunities, when you get those chances, those yeah. opportunities, you need to take advantage of them. You, you have to be put in those situations. And whether that's, whether that's uh, you know, but, the, but that's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. You have to be put in those situations, trusted in those situations to, 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 to do those things. Yeah. And, and like I said, uh, but, yeah, I remember that was, that, was, that, was, uh, that was a long time coming, man. That was a long time coming. And I really didn't know how to react. But then again, it's like uh, – and the and I remember that catch because I ran into the dam. They had they had this, the the end zone. They had this fence right behind the end zone, and they had a flagpole that was there. Is this what is this is the L.A. Coliseum? Where, no, where this they, where was, they play? This, this was Anaheim. This is up where the Angels used to play. The Rams had moved out of the Coliseum at the time. Matter okay. of fact, the Raiders were in the Coliseum. The Raiders were the, the, Raiders, the Raiders were still in L.A. The then. Raiders the That's Raiders right. were in the Coliseum. We played the Raiders in the Coliseum too. We okay. but the Rams were up in Anaheim. Of course, they played baseball on that field, sure. so it was like a baseball field. Baseball You're still running through the dirt, exactly, and, yeah. exactly. And the field was the hard. Field, yeah. And then you got, you know, I run into the flags, like you know, wow, man. Did you keep the football? I did. Oh, I did. Don't you wish you did? Not really. I just, you know, because I thought it was going to be many more. Yeah, I thought it was going to be many more. I didn't. You know, when I, when I, if I'm honest about it, I was just, 
I was I, there was there was a lot of frustration within me at the time. I yeah. was just fr- I was just frustrated with the whole process. I was kind of frustrated with the whole process. When it, when it was all over with and you were released from the Saints, it, you go back to where? Where'd you go back to? Well, I came back. To, I, was, I was in. It was in New Orleans. I was in yeah, New Orleans. Really, stayed in New Orleans for yeah. a little while. Then I came back uh, to the Falcons. I think I tried in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then I tried in Green Bay, and uh, then I came back to Athens. I was back in Athens, trying to trying to maybe get back to school and finish school, or maybe just chill out to to to, to get ready to have another opportunity. It's a tough adjustment. <sighs> It was. It, I made it tougher than it should have been, but it was a tough adjustment. It was a tough adjustment. How long did it take you to sort of just adjust back to life after football? Ooh, okay, that's a good question. That's a good question. And uh, uh, it took me some time, you know, because I had some personal issues, and I'm not ashamed of that today. I, I think I've overcome a lot of things. I've overcome a lot of things, but it took me. It took me a while to being able to get focused on something else that I wanted to do in my life. It took me a while. It took me a while. And uh, and I, I, I don't know what number is. It, 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 it's probably around, for me, I think I, it's, it, it was probably around 10 years, man. It, you know, and that's not the norm. I mean, don't, don't, I'm not sitting here saying, take all that. No, that's no. Not, that's not the norm. But it took me a while, personally, for, for me to adjust. But once I adjusted, I was good. But it took me a while. It took me a while to uh, come out of the fog. Yeah. It's, and you look back at those heroic moments like right. the. You know, right. the Baloo to Scott Pass right. and then right. having played in the NFL. And even being in the NFL and knowing the success that you had in college, you know, it, it's got to be tough. But then once you get out of the league, and this is something that a lot of people go through, mm-hmm. not just in the NFL, but just right. in professional sports right. in general or right. in any career. Right, right. You you stop doing something, it's like, you know, what do, what do I do next? So wh- what inspired you to be able to find the next best version of you? It's just where I come from. I think that that you know, I got back to my roots. I got back to my, for lack of a better word, I got back to God. I yeah. got back to my higher power. I got back to my foundation. And I think that you know, if I could say anything, anybody, I've told this story before. You know, seems like the more success I had, mm-hmm. you know, the further I got away from my foundation. And I think that was key for me because I've always had the foundation. But I guess it's world of success or, or whatever you want to call it. The, the more I experienced that, the further I got away from the foundation of where I came from. And once I got back to my foundation, humbled myself and got back to my foundation, you know, my life, my life transformed. God and family. God and family. God and family. Exactly. To the, to the superstar players out there. Or just athletes in general, whether they're in high school or college or in the pros, things are crazy now. You know, what's your advice to them? Well, I think things have been crazy. I think things have been crazy. And and and, I, and Kate, I got to be honest with you. I think that that some guys, some guys are better are better able to adjust than others. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee you this: that 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 most guys that are stable in that league, most guys that are stable in that profession. You know, they've got a relationship with a power greater than themselves. They got a relationship with God. And those type things and, and, and I need to say this in defense of the NFL, you know, okay, we had Bible studies. Mm. It's it's not a culture that you think is just running wild. I mean now if you run wild it's a, it's because you choose to run wild, you know. But there's a culture 
that 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 doesn't cater to that kind of lifestyle. You know, it's when you look at the number of people that have played in the NFL since the inception of the league. Right, right. And you look at how many of these. And so few people actually make it right, to the league. Right, you get guys right. that get, they get cut in preseason; they exactly, never make it. Exactly, awesome. exactly. So exactly, few people actually exactly, make it. And exactly. then you look at the number of these guys that they get murdered, yeah, or they go to jail, exactly, or you know they just go down the wrong path, exactly. even though they had achieved so exactly, much. Exactly, it's kind of frustrates you. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know, it's life, and I think that people focus on that because of of the money involved and, yeah. and and the glamour side of it but it's just like anything else it's it's it's, it's a great opportunity but it's, but it's a job and the bottom line with that is is that you know they're going to keep 53 guys cage and everybody else has got to go home man yeah. they're going to keep 53 guys and that doesn't mean that just mean you're not you're not part of that team but they're going to keep 53 guys and there are a lot of those stories out there mm-hmm. but i guarantee you there are more good stories than there are bad stories yeah. and i think we don't focus on the good stories, but there are guys that I know that I play with that are, that are successful. They went on, they got beautiful families, they got beautiful careers. They, you know, they're doing positive things in their communities, and and a lot of times we don't talk about that as much as as we talk about the guys that go through problems. Right. And guys do go through problems, yeah. but I think that you know, on a whole, now I think the league's doing a better job of helping people, and you know, and a lot of times it boils down to the individual, man. Sure, it boils down to the individual. And, and the choices that we make. But what I personally, I can't speak for anybody else, but personally what I found in my life is is that for me, it's been all about a relationship with a power greater than myself or a right. relationship with God. It's been about that. And I can fool myself, but I can look back over my life and see where I got totally away from that. And this world was it was it will it will chew you up and spit you out, man. You know because you know I you know and and some people are strong enough to deal with it and some people are not. But what I'm saying is it's like you know without some kind of spiritual foundation, I found in my life that it, that it, that it's that, it, that it's just tough, man. It's tough. One of the it's reasons tough. that you're you're here today and you agreed to do this podcast mm-hmm. is because of the Pivot Foundation, right. which is you know out there to help. You know, kids and, and get kids off the streets. And I want to get personal here with you for a second. If okay. you don't want to talk about it, you, you don't have to. But I do know that you lost a stepson. Right, um, right. Clay Cross. Right, right. Um, uh, several years ago, he was just the an innocent victim right. of, exactly. of gang violence. He I was a you. young kid. He was going to college. At Morehouse. Morehouse. He, he was at Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to do some DJ work. Right. Wrong right. place, wrong time. Right. He, he lost his life. Right. Um, how has that affected you? It's got me a little bit more focused on 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 life, appreciating life a little mm-hmm. better. You know, we see it every day. We see it every day. Uh, innocent people, just bystanders that are getting just. I mean, it happens. It happens. And Kate, it could have happened to me. It's like you know, I ain't you know, I I don't think anybody's immune to it. I don't right. think anybody's immune to it. A life is precious, man. Life right. is precious and. Clay, Clay was a beautiful kid, man. Big, beautiful kid, man. Beautiful kid. Loved life. Loved yeah. life. Uh, he was at Morehouse. God, his, his mom and his grandma were just so proud of him. You know, he was at Morehouse in college. He was just, you know, just came home. 
you know, for the for Mother's Day weekend and just, you know, basically in the wrong place at the wrong time. Went to but a club I mean, in Homerville. Yeah, exactly. Some, some but, it, but, you know, yeah, exactly, cross, you know. Crossfire. But, I mean, these are people that, you know, he, 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 this wasn't foreign to him. The people yeah. weren't foreign to him. He was, you know, he, basically he was home, man. Yeah. He was home and, you know, at least in the same town he was home. And I asked a question sometime to myself. I said, wow. And sometimes you, you want to say, well, why? You want to say why? You want to mm -hmm. say why? And it doesn't take a bad situation, you know, for anything like that. Things happen sometimes. And I yeah. really had, and I think especially just, just being able to get some, and I don't know if I've got any clarity, more clarity on it now than I've had. I'm a more appreciative for the things that I've had in my life. When you have a message to share to people today, adults that are out there, young people, to take at-risk kids under their wing, to keep one kid out of a gang, to keep one kid from getting a gun, to keep one kid from pulling the trigger. They need, there needs to be more people like that. There needs to be more people out there in the community that are influencing kids to stay out of gangs, stay out of trouble, so that innocent people don't lose their life like clay. Yeah, and, and that's 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 big, and I think that the thing that you know, I I, I sit here today, and I I've been fortunate, and I've been blessed. Not only was my mom and dad there, my grandparents were there, yeah. my church family was there, and 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 there was a lot of support. There was mm -hmm. a lot of support, and and I think that's maybe what we're lacking a little bit today is sure. just support for kids, and just you know, even in my life, I got away from my foundation, but I thank God that that when I did get off. And 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 I was going astray. I knew I I knew how to get back to that foundation. Yeah. I knew that I better get I better get back to that foundation. And I think that that's that's what we need to give kids today is a foundation. And some of us got it better than others. Let's just point it out. I mean, yeah. I both my parents were there. Both my mother and father were there. My grandparents were there. I had you know I had family support. And a lot of kids don't have that kind of support. We got to, we got to fill in the gap, man. Sure. We got to have people to fill in the gaps. Because the Lindsey yeah. Scott story could exactly. have been much different exactly. if your dad had not been exactly a exactly. You got to fill in the gaps, man. Advice to your 18-year-old self. You go back, talk to your 18-year-old self. That's a good question. That's a good, and I do that all the time. That's a that's a good. <laughs> I think question. we all do. Be your own person. Be your own person. Make your own decisions. Trust in your beliefs. Trust in your beliefs. And I was taught not only by my parents, but through the yeah. word and through the people that raised me that Lindsay, you can do anything you want to do. You can yeah. accomplish anything you want to accomplish. But wherever you go or whatever you do, you better take some God with you, man. Mm -hmm. You better take some God with you. Whether you're playing trumpet in the band exactly. or whether you're out there exactly. scoring that touchdown exactly. on the field. Well, Joe over there ain't doing it, and he seems <laughs> to be happy. Or Mark ain't doing it, he seems to be happy. Or he's got all the girls, and he seems to be happy. It's easy to be drawn away from what you believe in. But in the end, you know, it's like, you know, believe in your convictions. Believe in your convictions. Have a mind of your own. Do your own thinking. My 18-year-old self would tell me that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If you could go back and do it again, would you? Well, from where I sit now, probably would. But, I mean, you know, I, I've, I listened to something today, and it's like, you know, it says, uh, it's talking about secrets, and Stanley was saying there are no secrets out there yeah. with God. You know, He knows what we do, He knows what we think, He knows how we feel, mm -hmm. He knows what we're going through, and I mean, and a lot of times it's it's like you know, in the end, 
you know, I found solace in my life when, and I was I was raised on that. I yeah. was raised on that. But I, I, I laugh at myself, but I got to a point where for some reason I said, Well, maybe I'm a little bit unique. Yeah. I'm a little bit unique, sure. you know. I can I can do that and get away with it and nothing's yeah. gonna happen. And then it goes further and further and further. I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit smarter. And that's dangerous. It's gonna catch up to you. That's dangerous. I'm a little bit smarter. And what I've found and I thank God that 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 He's He's watched over me. He's protected my family, and 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 through it all, you know, I'm here and I'm healthy and back at that foundation with my faith. That's awesome. And you remembered so much for that catch. How do you want to be remembered when it's all said and done? How wow. do you want people to remember Lindsey? Wow, Scott? wow. If you could sum it up in two sentences, that Lindsey Lindsey through his struggles said that he helped not only, you know, young people or maybe just people his age, you know, realize that there's another way, there's another path, and that's with a relationship with God. Lindsey tried to direct somebody in the right path. Lindsey used what he had been through to try to help somebody else get on the right path. If that can be said about me, man, I'm fine. It ain't about the touchdowns. It ain't about if Lindsey could help somebody Stay on the right path or get on the right path, you know. He tried to help somebody get on the right mm -hmm. path, yeah. you know. And maybe God put yeah. you in that end zone you for know, a reason. You know, exactly. You know, there was, exactly. was something more than just a football game. And I, and, I, and I believe that wholeheartedly yeah. today. And, and the picture's bigger than me. It's always been bigger than me. Mm -hmm. It's always been bigger than me. And I can guarantee you some things that happened that, and some wonderful things that I didn't have nothing to do with. I guarantee right. you it was it was something higher than me that was that was doing it for me. But if I could, if I could tell a kid to uh, – you know, think for himself. I mean, you know, look at the facts. Direct them on the right path that allow them to get a relationship with God. I think that's all I can ask for. That's all, you know. Absolutely. You know. Lindsey Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kate. I Go appreciate dogs. it. I pre Go dogs. Go dogs. I hope, hopefully they'll get back to the national championship. Yeah. I can't guarantee you one thing. I have been keeping up with Georgia Tech uh -huh. this year, and I, and I think they will, <laughs> they will beat their rival there. Yeah, tech, tech, tech. I tell you what, but Tech plays the dogs. So you just, you know, they'll play yeah, the dogs. Yeah. They'll play the dogs. Man, hey. it's, it's been great talking to you, though. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. Great story, great it. message. Lindsey Scott, it. thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you.